are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and to my left is the pretty peaceful post-pandemic people person and prepared podcast partner, Michael Dees. What is up, man? I'm glad you got that pop filter. I'm also proud of you for getting through that whole thing without saying coronavirus sessions. I know, man. We've been doing a lot of those coronavirus sessions, uh, our little pivot there, and I, w- I swore I was going to mess it up tonight. But you I nailed it. Yeah. How does it feel to be back in the studio, though? I am juiced to be back in the studio, you guys. Uh, I have really, really, really been missing this, uh, and it's just exciting to, to be back in here. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it was the highlight of the week for so long, and, and sometimes it was like three three highlights of the week, uh, but it's been two months, maybe, since we longer, were in man. the studio and recording. I feel yeah. like it's been longer. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, so yeah, I'm happy to be back. Feels so, good. Feels right. Cool. Well, uh, before we uh, get into today's episode, definitely got to thank some sponsors, you guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Infinite Energy. You guys, Infinite Energy, so they didn't really sponsor this episode. They just made a very generous donation, and they did not ask me to do this, but I, I wanted to do this. Um, you guys, I, I wanted to say thank you so much to Infinite Energy for their support. Um the reason why they wouldn't really get a benefit out of sponsoring an episode is because they, they don't have any clients in Gainesville. I don't know if anybody, if you guys know that, but if you're if you're in the business ecosystem here, you probably know that. Um, but they don't have any clients here in Gainesville, so sponsoring our show probably wouldn't do them a whole lot of good. Um, and, and I know that they weren't expecting anything, but I just definitely wanted to say thank you to them. Darren Cook and Rich Blazer are people that I admire highly in this community. Um, so thank you guys so very much for your very generous donation. Um, so lucky to have a company like them here in Gainesville. Um, you know, thank you so much for supporting me, mentoring me, uh, investing in our show, and for always, always investing into the success of our community. Um, Thank you, thank you, Infinite Energy, for supporting our show. Super, super grateful. So, guys, you ready to get into today's show? Let's do it. Let's go. Today on the show, we have Brad and Jordan of UF Mover Guys. What is up, y'all? What's going on, man? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> We're stoked Are to be like, here, dude. Yeah? yeah. You ready to do this? 100%, man. I'm a podcast dude, man. This I, is cool. But Mike said we haven't done this in a few months. I'm a little, I don't know if I'm a little rusty. I don't know, you know, I gotta like get 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 ready to go. I think you're doing great, but Colin. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that you guys are our first guest back. So we like to go, let's just dive right into the show, man. We like we like to throw it back. I like to hear the story. You know, this is, we've been doing these coronavirus sessions for a little while. It's been like, kind of like, all right, like, hey, how has coronavirus impacted you? It's been very focused on that. Now I'm like, dude, now we get to get back into the stories and hear how the company even like became a thing. Bro, I got stories. So, <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys decide whoever goes first. But like, tell us, tell us, you know, the birth, the origin of UF Mover Guys. I'll try to do this in less than an hour. So you said that's all we got. <laughs> but here we go. So it's a crazy story. So I won't go too far back. Graduated UF 2003, went to California, came back, wasn't a movie star. My mom got a truck from my dad. I bought the truck from my mom. It's right when Craigslist started. I put an ad on Craigslist. I moved some couches. I said, I want to do this for a living. Started the moving company. 13 years later, next month, Brad started halfway through Brad, probably about five and a half, six hours. (laughs) Six hours. There we go. I'm nervous too. (laughs) Like seven years ago. Seven years ago. There you go. So, uh, And that's the story. And now we're running huge warehouses, lots of trucks, lots of guys, and Brad, go. 
Yeah, Brad, yeah. give us the real yeah. version now. I like, uh, <laughs> I like your story about your first Craigslist move at the desk. You go should for go it. into that. No, <laughs> tell it better first person. All right, here we go. Rock and roll. So, like, one of the first moves I ever got, this girl was like, I need to move a dresser across town. I'm like, no problem. I got Oh, was this? This was here? This is Gainesville. Okay. 2007. Okay. I'm by myself in a truck. I don't know what I'm doing. I roll up. I'm like, I'm going to need some help with this. It's really big. She helps me. That's pretty cool. I don't know what I'm doing. I throw it in my truck. I've got no straps. Archer and 34th rush hour. I'm turning left. The whole thing falls out. This is my first or second move. Breaks in half. I go jump out, try to throw it in my truck, get out of the way. I hear, oh my God, a cop rolls up. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to get, he goes, where are your straps, man? I go, man, I'm trying, man. I'm trying get out of there. And that's the first move. <laughs> and and she still paid him. She still paid. Part, there so. you go. She still paid. It's I like, should. Man, I just made fifty bucks. So it's uh, that was that was the beginning of the end. It's uh, that was cool, but it worked out. Yeah, I guess looking back, most people would have been like, "I'm not doing this anymore." But luckily, I guess I wasn't smart enough to figure it out, so I, I kept rolling with it. So it, it's been good. You're already the first person I've ever met that like moved and were like, "You know, I could do this for a living." I've <laughs> never heard anybody that enjoyed moving that much. No, no, I definitely do not. But it's a it's a natural hazard that everybody has to do sometimes. So we're we're happy to help. Yeah, and I guess when I came in, Jordan purchased Gainesville moving. Um, from our friend Robert Roundtree in town. That was about the time that I came on and Robert was really good at SEO and had tons of phone calls coming in. And it was when he really knew he needed like a partner to come in and expand. And I was uh, working as a school administrator at the time at Kanapahaw. I was supposed to go to Mabane Middle School in two weeks as assistant principal to start the school year. And he's like, hey man, you know, why don't you come run this with me? Let's do it together. We can make this work. And I put my two-week notice in two weeks before the school year started. Which, <laughs> which is like the best time to do it, I'm sure. Linda Besner, if you're listening, I'm really sorry still, but she would have been my principal. But um, no, it's oh, worked funny. out great. We've, we've had a, we have a great time at work. And So, I mean, with this uh, police officer that pulled you over, so did, did you get a ticket? <laughs> I got nothing. I think he knew that I was way over my head. He said, get some straps, man. So I went and got straps, but, uh, okay. but no, no, no ticket. <laughs> for whatever reason it makes me think of the time like remember that Ford Ranger yeah at the dealership we, we used to have this Ford Ford Ranger at the dealership I mean small you know small yeah. truck right but it was it was beat up it was somebody's farm truck I bought it for like $1,200 I was like oh great this is awesome if they total it like <laughs> you know no harm no foul it was only 1200 bucks it only had like 90,000 miles on him like the, this thing is and it's already it had dents all in it on the screen but the problem was every time we went out to pick up scooters with that truck somebody thought we were out stealing scooters <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got like we got the police called on us like all the time, oh and we gosh. everybody was like, you know, for being like the top one of the top dealerships in the country, we should have a truck that like looks like that. <laughs> I was like, okay, but anyway. To, to be fair, we've still gotten pulled over in a marked vehicle in uniform for people thinking that we're stealing scooters. So I don't know that he'll ever get away from that. But. Yeah, at least it's a lot less than it used to be. <laughs> right, that, that Ford Ranger. <laughs> so all right, so you put your two weeks notice in. Two weeks before school starts, yeah. and and you and you dive in. So, what year was that? Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Okay. 2000, 2013. Right. Uh, you can and, tell that story, Brett. You can tell. I used to run the whole thing in my underwear in my living room, and yeah. he'd come over before he had offices. It was pretty nuts. I made him put pants on. Gonna <laughs> 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 ask. But no, we we ran it all off his. Was there a pandemic couch? going on there during was, that time? There was none. <laughs> no, it just, it rang so much. It was all off a cell phone at the time, and he wasn't 
super organized. So I came in and gave it structure because I'd been, you know. Is that what you were missing then? Was like, you felt like the structure? Absolutely. I was a chicken with my head cut off. I was running around crazy. I mean, I can answer enough phone calls to go nuts, but then people were coming everywhere. I couldn't handle it. It was just written in, jot it down all over appointment books. So I put them on Google calendar and we kind of converted it all into a system and, and added some structure to it. And then it just blew up after that. You, you, You can learn everything about me and the fact that it was a calendar that I wrote in, but it wasn't even the correct year. <laughs> That's how I roll, dude. Uh, what, so just because you got it just on sale at Target? No, because I, I don't know. I really liked it. I found it. I was like, whatever. I'll add a day, take away a day. What does it matter? Like June of 2013. It usually was, matters when it like lines up with the day of the I, week. I, that's a good point, but I, I, <laughs> that was I mean, my first thoughts when I came in and tried to work. It was it, a week it, still has seven days in it. Exactly, yeah. There's there's almost a month or more than a month I can take away out a day and rock and roll. I wasn't really concerned about days of the week. We were so busy. Every day was every day it was nuts. So, <laughs> so then that, you look back at what we thought was nuts yeah. back then, and it's our slowest day of the whole month now. Sure. So it's a. Uh, it's all perspective. So back it up a little bit more. How did you guys meet? And then when you needed help, what made Brad the right guy? Um, so we had a lot of mutual friends in college, randomly. Brad's from Tampa. I'm from here. Chase, yeah, Blake, so all those guys. He's a, he's a Camp Crystal counselor. And I uh, live next door to some other Camp Crystal counselors. And we became great friends. I mean, and still hang out with the same people. And I just met the whole friend group through that and I think we just became buddies through I mean that was probably 2000 since we became friends yeah yeah that was a long time ago so then Brad was doing the school stuff he would come work run the cruise do whatever he wanted to do in the summer every summer he'd come work a bunch and that's how you know obviously it just evolved where finally I mean he said it the nice way basically I said Brad look I need you here man can you do it and he said sure and so that was the, the beginning how long have you been like teaching and stuff I started teaching in 2003 so I worked I taught for 10 years okay I taught uh, at a juvenile justice school first and then special ed in town. And then I was supervising middle school special ed in the county when I left. Now, for you, I mean, you know, there, there's always that thought of, oh, man, I'm like leaving something secure, leaving something stable. I mean, were you just like, no, dude, I'm like, well, peace, I'm out. I mean, like, I, I let still me, let me get kids. out of this. But. still miss the kids. And we've luckily gotten some charity work that's kind of given me a piece of that back. But, um, I mean, teachers just aren't paid enough. And it's an honest thing is you can make double the money right off the bat doing something in, in the business world, but you don't really need, you know, I was making $34,000 a year or something like that, you know, would easily more than double to come help run a company is was a no-brainer at that point. Cool. I think, I mean, I was pretty stable, pretty strong. I mean, it, it was a, it's definitely a move that he made, but it was a, I think it was a calculated risk where he saw I wasn't like, going crazy, wasting money. I was real tight with it, making the company. I was spending my whole life on it. I mean, all day, every day. So he hopefully saw that, I think, and was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take a chance on that. Now, do you guys have very different, yeah, do we, can somebody get this guy a new coaster? Hold on. <laughs> that coaster was busted. We don't, we don't have Zoom technical difficulties anymore, but we just have sound effects. Hey, I'm so glad we don't have the Zoom, t- <laughs> Zoom technical difficulties. Those are terrible. Uh, so, I mean, 
as like do you have very opposite strengths or was this like hey like you're my you're my buddy come in here like let's do this together or did you guys like you no, like, he, he told bro. you he knows how to work a calendar <laughs> i mean like that is definitely <laughs> very <huge>. important <laughs> no absolutely i mean business, he, yeah i mean I, i'm i'm kind of more in the overall stuff of the the business strategy the marketing that kind of stuff and brad runs the crews and management and those type of skills that he's had running you know schools forever and and just being i think a certain person it takes to, to really connect with all different kinds of people. So he's got, you know, dealing with customers, dealing with the guys, he's dealing with all different, you know, folks, people. And I can't, honestly, you know, I, I have my strengths and I have my weaknesses and I know them. And so he's really good at that. So it's nice to, to have Brad to do that. Yeah. Jordan's better at the, the finance stuff. He's got an overall marketing strategy that's in his head. That's really, really worked well for us. And, and I'm better at, you know, putting out fires, dealing with the day to day. I'm as uh, an ESE teacher, I'm super calm. It takes a lot to get me riled up so I can deal with customers and I can deal with, except Jordan's the only person that really gets me going. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I get riled up real easy and all over the place and everything that you're not supposed to do sometimes. (laughs) But it works out for me most of the time until Brad tells me to chill out, which is... But we both need it. I mean, we we keep each other in check, we check each other, and it's it's worked out great. No, that's good. I mean, how long did it take you to get to a point where you're, I mean, is that just his influence in terms of like approaching things a little bit more calmer now and 100%. just growth? I mean, just yeah. growth. I mean, cause I'm like, look, I'm hearing you saying these things and I'm thinking back to my days of throwing batteries across the service department. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, I've admitted multiple times on this, on this show that my like biggest weakness as an entrepreneur throughout my career has been that I've reacted to situations versus like soaking all the information, take a deep breath, approach it calmly, and then like appropriately respond. I am definitely have like, I've had that short fuse in my past, you know, much, much, much better now, right? <laughs> but but still, you know, it's, it's taken me a while to get there. If you relate it back to my education career, you know, oftentimes came in as the staffing specialist and I was dealing with an unhappy school administration, some unhappy parents, and you had, and I had to mediate. And that's what I did almost every day of the week is these big ESE meetings with kids who needed lots of help and to make sure that the kid got the help they needed, but not too much help and things like that. And just got both sides to agree and be happy. And just, you can translate that to anything in life, so. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree 100%. I mean, I'm very similar to you, I think, in, in the fact that I would just wanna deal with it right then and boom, and what can I do? Boom, 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 instead of, let me get the facts, let's call the guys, let's see what happened, let's see why a situation evolved in the way it evolved and how we can have the solution that's you know, amenable to everybody involved. So, and Brad's really good at that. So it's nice to say, hey Brad, deal with that. And he does. <laughs> so, I mean, Brad, you said like when, when you came on board 2000, what year 13. was it? 2013. You said, and then you said like things like really started to take off from there. Yes. I mean, what, was there anything in particular? Was it just simply the organization and the structure or was there like something that you did that really kind of got it going? I think we invested more in <clears throat> about the time we got in with Chris over at Jumpum too. So we had Roundtree's website that really worked and we had Jumpum's websites that were really working. So we had two, we were one and two on Google and phone calls just came in all the time. And basically I couldn't hire guys fast enough back then. You know, we were just so crazy and we didn't want to turn moves down. So, you know, people would call and we used to do these things called load swaps where we had a deal with Penske 
and budget where they would call and so when their fleets were really old so they would call at 2 a.m and need two guys to go to tifton georgia to replace move everything from a broken truck to a new truck and i would make phone calls for 45 minutes in the middle of the night till <laughs> i could get two guys to go do this move because made 1300 bucks it was like a game like oh how many can we staff today and it was it was a it was fun back then. I mean, it was like shooting from the hip a lot of the times, and now we've gotten way more strategic about everything. Don't do those shooting from the hip moves very often. But You miss that? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. It's I, like figuring uh, yeah. out how to make things work. I mean, it was, you know, if I can't find two guys to drive to Tifton, you were going? I go to George, George's house, get him out of bed, and we're going. That's a, and then we're answering phone calls on the way home from Georgia because we yeah. work until 6 a.m. So, I mean, it was either... We got it done by getting people to go, or or Jordan and I went, and so I'd much rather send other people <laughs> I, go to work at 3 a.m. That's 100% how a lot of this started. I mean, when Brad came in, you know, he was still doing moves, and I was like, all right, you're not doing moves anymore, and then Brad's like doing something else, and then a little move. No, all right, who can you get to replace you to do your job so that you can do something better? And that's how a lot of our office, our office manager, Carissa, started out as a receptionist. Now she's office manager, bookkeeper. I mean, everybody... It seems like, you know, and is the goal is to get yourself replaced so that you can move up. And that's what we've done a lot of, which is nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you guys, I, I would think that you have a lot of seasonality being in a college town. I know that we, we have that too, but is that true? So summer's definitely busier, but one of the things that we've been super strategic about is our networking approach and getting more moves throughout the year, kind of targeting the hiring clients, the realtors, the home builders, things like that. So we're steadier through the whole year and I can keep a crew of 40 guys busy every day of the week, seven days a week, six days a week, the other eight months when it's not turn season in, in Gainesville. Yeah, I mean, that's how the, the name started, I guess. I, I don't know, that's a good question in my brain, but basically I don't know where I came up with UF Mover guys, but you know, and we get that question a lot, do we only move you know, UF students? And certainly when we started, that was a major, uh, portion of the business but now it's it's definitely minor in terms of everything but it's still important and we move everybody and all you know we work with trimark and a bunch of apartment complexes to to help people during turn and that kind of thing but definitely it's nice to see all the work that brad put in especially in the community to increase our our levels throughout the whole year with you know relationships with builders like you said realtors folks like that to keep us you know kind of smooth instead of such a, a mountain and then valley type of deal. Yeah, I mean, when we came on, we probably did more business in June, July, August than we did the other nine months. I mean, but now it's completely not that way anymore. What are those partnerships with the apartment complexes like? Because I know when I was in college, I probably helped so many people move for a six pack of beer <laughs> that I should never have to lift my own box again, except, uh, you know, now I move and those people are nowhere to be found. So, uh, and I assume that's still going on, but like, are, are many college students, uh, you know, hiring you guys or is it is it oh, more yeah. of an apartment complex yeah, type tons thing? Tons of college students. I mean, if you look at it cost factor ways, I mean, if your parents are local and they want to help you move, it's no problem. But if you live out of state, you live in South Florida, you live more than four or five hours away, if you have to drive in, get a hotel room for the two-night minimum in Gainesville, rent a U-Haul, and then pay your chiropractor bill when you get home, <laughs> right. you're, you, it's not worth it to them anymore. You know, our 400, 500 bucks to move their one or two-bedroom apartment compared to all that time and cost is, is a no-brainer for a lot of parents now. Yeah, so I mean, we to go back to that a little bit, I mean, basically, 
any apartment that wants to have a, a strategic alliance with us and that what they get is they get guys that actually show up, do a great job, get the folks out. So that's important to them. They want to t- do the turn. So they want the people out. They don't want, you know, a moving company that's not going to show up. So we show up, they, they recommend us, you know, and whoever it is, we send a great crew. We do a good job. They're out. They can clean it, move on. So, you know, we buy them lunch or something during term when they're crazy busy, we'll send them over lunch, something like that. And it's just a win-win. So any apartment complex that, that wants a quality moving company to get their folks out in timely manner, that's what we do. They also know that we put them as uh, additional insured in our insurance policies if we're gonna be in there all the time. And they know that if something gets broken, they can make a claim and we'll fix it. Um, most of the other, you know, tons of tiny companies you know, spot up during turn with, you know, they rent a trailer, they run a U-Haul for the week, and they advertise on Facebook and all those other places. Those guys wreck your wreck your furniture, put a dent in your hallway, you're not finding them, your stuff's ruined, you're going to have to fix it, you know, and, and, and eat the cost. So they'd much rather have us in there. Are a lot of your team members students? I think, it, I think it's changed. I mean, when we first started, I think a lot of guys, we had guys on the football team, track team, that kind of stuff, but now... I mean, if college kids want to work and work hard, then absolutely. If they don't, you know, no big deal. We've got a lot of guys. Yeah. It's, it's I'd say about 25% yeah. now. You know, okay. we get a lot of guys who are uh, kind of a failure to launch kind of thing. They've finished school. They finished Santa Fe. They finished UF. Their girlfriends are in nursing school or getting their doctorate or medical school. And they don't want to get a real job yet. You know, our job is super flexible. It pays better than almost everywhere in Gainesville. I know we're the highest paying moving company. We get these high-end jobs who will drop $100 tips on everybody a couple times a week. You know, probably our guys that are really good at it probably get three or 400 bucks in tips a week on a, in addition to, you know, their $20 an hour they make from us, so. So you guys hiring? But it's super, <laughs> it's super hard work, Brad, tell them that. That's, yeah. that's, nobody wants to do it. That's why we do it. It's great. It's a, my dad always said, you gotta do something Walmart doesn't do, something nobody wants to do, and something, something somebody can't do, and we definitely do something like that, so it's nice to, to be able to help people out. I feel like it's a lot like kid syndrome. Like everyone says, um, you know, I like kids as long as uh, if they're if they're my kids and not someone else's, yeah. right? It's like I don't even like to move my own stuff, let alone somebody else's stuff. <laughs> just being honest. Well, I tell people, you know, especially packing. How did you guys come in and you're going to pack my whole house that I've lived here for 20 years in one day? And I said because we have no emotional attachment to any of your stuff. Where you're going to look at every photo album right. you pull out. Oh, that's you're so going to remember every book. <laughs> You're going to remember the day you guys bought that painting and you're going to talk about it. My guys are just going to come in, wrap it up the way it needs to be wrapped up, and it's going to be done in two seconds. So it's, uh, there's no emotional attachment, which makes it way more efficient. How do you guys, like, how do you keep it fresh? Right? Like, how, like, how has the moving industry changed since you started? And, you know, what's like, you know, is there, has there been some sort of like technology that's helped with moves, anything to make it more efficient? Or is it still like guys packing up boxes, putting them in a truck and getting it to a destination? And will it always be that? Uh, I mean, I think that's definitely what it'll always be until there's robots doing it, I suppose. But I mean, at this point, Brad's in a bunch of different moving groups where they talk about, you know, making stuff easy. And like the way they move a grand piano is nuts now. Like it's super easy. So there's certainly technology all over the place. They used to sell them a bunch on the, the lifting things as orange things, you know, and they'd be an infomercial about them. Um, what do they call them? We call them moving straps, but there was a name, somebody, you know, where they had a video of some guy and his wife moving something heavy and they had, you know, so we use a lot of equipment. Brad, tell them something. I mean, I don't even know. The shoulder dollies yeah. with the big straps. Um, you know, having the right kind of dolly for every move is definitely key. We use hydraulic lift gates on all our big trucks for all our big moves. So we're not, you know, trying to push your 
$20,000 baby grand up a ramp or, you know, drive your Harley off the side of a, <laughs> a, a ramp going into your truck like some people have done other companies in town. So, you know, we try to be, be as careful as we can be. We are taking on some different kinds of moves, so that's, that's always exciting. You know, when we, we get some of these, um, I guess working with uh, furniture designers is something that's newer for us. So we have probably six or seven designers who ship us all this expensive furniture. Um, we store it in the warehouse until they're ready with finish remodeling the house or building the house, and then we go do a big install day. So it's pretty cool. It's like Kevin O'Sullivan's house. We had to raise our insurance in the warehouse by like 200 grand because of how much furniture we put in. It was awesome. I mean, the guys had so much fun. They took pictures with Sully, and it they just get to see a higher-end house than they've probably ever been in before. Um, well, so talk to me a little bit about that that storage aspect then because, I mean, is this very similar to how we've done scooter storage where, you know, like we had – at some point there was a parent who was like you know like what is like what's my kid do with this little scooter when they go home for the summer and i'm like uh you store it here of course <laughs> and like boom like new revenue stream uh, i mean that's exactly how it went yeah. down so i mean what is that very similar yeah. like i mean you, are you guys like storing people's like furniture like their apartment goods the and apartments, like whole houses so you know some sometimes it's people who the real estate industry is real hot right now and they sell their house really fast and their new house isn't ready yet so they're building or remodeling uh, an existing house and so they need to, to sit somewhere for four or five months until their house is ready a lot of it's what you said with the apartments where kids go home for the summer we pick it up in april or may we store it till august they sign their lease they're in the new place they get their keys and we show up 30 minutes later and their apartment's furnished so um we do stuff as small as that and then you know, is that more like why would somebody choose that over like one of the self storage units? Convenience. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to sign anything else. They don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to be here. People ship us keys from all over the world. We pick them up. We go to their apartment, pick up their stuff, bring it to our warehouse, store it. When they want it back, we bring it back. Yeah. Do a FaceTime walkthrough after we put all their stuff in the truck to show them that we have everything, store it for a couple months, deliver it when they get back in town. Especially now with the pandemic, we had that even more because people couldn't come back into Florida to get their stuff. So, um, tons yeah. Of, so tell me, tons, yeah, tons tell me dorms. a little bit about that. Like, yeah. I we mean, probably you probably did more dorms this summer than we've ever done. Just because you know, dorm rooms, the heaviest thing they're going to have is a mini fridge usually. So, is that solely because UF was like, hey, everybody go home, and then everybody went home, and then they're like, don't come back, and then they couldn't. You know, tons of New York and Michigan parents who couldn't come back and get their kids stuff. So, we picked it up. FaceTime packed with the kids and the or the parents brought it to the warehouse and we'll deliver it when they get back in the fall. We hope. I mean, it, I mean the answer is we, we do it. Yeah, we do whatever anybody needs. So it's it's nice to be able to help and and that's a good service that we had in this craziness. That's what I call it. I don't like to call it the other word, but it's just yeah. I hate that. Uh, but I, I like the craziness. But it's getting better. I think you know Gainesville. I think did a good job so far, and I feel like we're getting better. I hope, and I'm, I'm watching everything, and hopefully we'll be just like you want everybody coming back and everything as normal as we can get as soon as we can get it. So. Um, I have to think that some of these dorms, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just, I don't like, I know what dorms look like. <laughs> I mean, if the college kids just like dropped everything and left for a couple weeks and then did not return. Oh yeah, it was like a three hour pass. They, they were not, they were not neat. Were any hazmat suits required? Yeah, yeah, like. They would not have gotten their allowance if yeah, they were at home. Dorms, but uh, we did a frat house <laughs> pack that recently 
where they couldn't come back. That, <laughs> that, that was, was worse. That was pretty gnarly. It's <laughs> how they left it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like imagining worst-case scenario. <laughs> yeah. You've seen the show Hoarders. None of this was that bad, but no, that, okay. we, we've been there before. We're, we try not to do that. We don't, that's not, yeah, not We, we not try fun. to price ourselves out of the hoarder moves if yeah. we go do that estimate. Uh, that's just not, not something we yeah. want to do most of the time. Well, we would like we would be stupid for not touching on the craziness, yes. as you like to call it, versus pandemic. Correct. Uh, I mean, like it is still forefront. Like this is going to release in you know beginning of June. So, right. Um, you know, like were you guys were you guys affected at all? Like was everything? Yeah, smooth? I mean, I mean, it was business. No. I, mean, I mean, it, it sounds like there yeah. were opportunities. Like business might have been a little bit busier in certain places. Yeah. I mean. We haven't gone back and checked it. Not, not that I, you know, specifically want to, but it, you know, we've been busy. We've been good busy. Brad, you know, brought in some really cool stuff that he's, you know, done with the school board. So we're doing a lot of big stuff right now. And, and to see Brad kind of handle it. Cause I, I kind of watched and he really attacked it of how we dealt with it in our office and with our guys and safety and all that. I'll let him talk about it. It's pretty cool. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we got masks for everyone to make sure that, you know, both the guys and the customers are comfortable when we go in especially we're going places like the village in Gainesville and we do after hours moves if we're moving someone in and out of a retirement complex so make sure that they can put the put the residents to bed and there's no one in the hallway so we're not really risking exposure from them but we're also not going to expose anybody of anything while we're in the while we're in the facility um, but as we sanitize everything every single day multiple times a day have wipes out have hand sanitizer everywhere now is this just like all right you know i see everybody else kind of doing this like we need like we need to put the this action into place or is this just like you know i mean what what led to those decisions yeah, for we you wanted guys to keep our workforce healthy too you know we we have all these people that have already booked all these moves you know if people get sick and i have to quarantine people and people can't come into work we have to cancel on people and you know, if you have a closing date and then your moving company cancels, but other people can't pick it up, you're kind of up the creek. And uh, so we didn't, we didn't want to leave anybody stranded. I mean, we read everything you read. I mean, I, I was real into, you know, I mean, we got emails every day from all different types of folks and, you know, took what we needed to. And, and we just did everything by the book. My sister actually works for the NIH in DC. Um, so she's real sharp on that kind of stuff. And, you know, Everything I do is is critiqued by her and my little sister, but it's uh it, it's gone. I mean, she's she's I haven't seen her, or my mom, in a while. They're very they're very into quarantining. So, and we are too. But it, you know, we, we're considering essential business. We wanted to help people if we needed to. We wanted to protect ourselves and everybody else in the community. And it's been good. You know, we we've gotten through what we hope. Maybe as, as you think, you know, maybe hopefully we got through the, the tough start stuff tough part there. But as long as you know. It gets better. That's all that we care about right now. So, the um, any any hesitancy from team members to be like working and going into anybody's home or into a business or like, did you have have anybody that was like that? Because I mean, the reason I'm asking is because I I kind of felt it around here, mm-hmm. like in our business, and I I was you know I've really tried to navigate it the best that I can and and we've told you know we told our team members like hey guys like if you feel feel sick in the slightest like let us know we want you to stay home yeah and then and then it's almost like you know 
I stubbed like, my toe. I, <laughs> I, 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 I coughed a little today. Like I need, I need. What do to, you guys think? Like, should I, should I come in? And it's like, you know, so like, I don't know if there's a little bit of paranoia out there. And I, and I'm, I, I got to think that there's a little yeah. that, you know, other businesses are dealing with the same thing. But given the fact that, you know, you guys have stayed open through this, yeah. you know, like, have you seen any of that from your team members? What were the discussions like? Yeah, hundred percent. So if people don't want to work and don't feel comfortable, then no problem. You know, we have a lot of guys that, you know, everybody has. So luckily we've been good. We have our office manager has a young kid. So she comes to work safely when we're not there sometimes. I mean, we've been very open to anything and everything to make sure that we're the best we can be going way forward, not just right now. So, um, lots and lots of protection, but yeah, if, if guys don't want to work, I think a couple of guys said to me, Hey, I don't want to work for a while. And I said, no problem. So we're good. Yeah. Our, our office manager had a scare at her preschool where they thought someone tested positive. So she stayed home. We just dropped paperwork off to her. She has a remote workstation at her house that we set up for. So, I mean, we still got everything we needed done. Um, we would just, you know, she and I would talk five or six times a day to make sure we handled everything. But it was really weird. Stay home, stay safe. Let's make sure you're safe and we're safe and get everything taken care of. But we want you to still be able to work and support your family. Yeah. I mean, it's a business model that you're probably in the same thing. It's not worth doing something silly with all the stuff you've built. And it's the same with me. I always tell Brad all the time, let's protect ourselves. You know, so this is one example of it, but it's the same way with insurance or number of guys on the job or how we do things or, you know, not getting in over our head. You know, we can do almost any move, but if we can't, we tell people we can't. So it's same kind of thing. It's just protecting this business that we've created that I think is a good thing and want to keep going for a long time. Yeah. So I wanted to ask a question. It kind of came up when Colin was asking about any involved uh, or evolved, sorry, uh, tech in terms of how how the business has evolved. Sorry to be redundant, um, but one one of the things. <laughs> Did that, you mean to say how it evolved? Or? Shut up. <laughs> so one of the things I'll, I'll get the question eventually. One of the things I'm interested in is the how much training has to go into things like proper lift procedure and stuff like that because we've dealt with it before. I mean, we're seen as high risk from a workers comp. Um, standpoint just for the fact that our our technicians have to ride motorcycles or scooters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that Um, you know I could see it you know you get heavy football players yeah they can probably lift a box from point A to point B but if it's if it's anybody else coming in you know do do you have to specify training training procedures for lifting and that kind of thing yeah we have training days for all the new guys who come in make sure that they know how to use every kind of dolly they practice all practice wrapping different pieces of furniture so we make sure the furniture stays safe we practice, we have some donation stuff and other stuff that people haven't wanted that we keep in the warehouse so the guys learn how to pack a truck and we pack boxes and we pack furniture in and this is why you would put this here and this is why you do this and show them how to play the Tetris puzzle that is the back of a moving truck so that when they get to an actual move that they're ready to go. We also, you know, if we have a two-guy move, we'll send a third guy. It's one of those new people where he's just there to train and watch. I'm not charging the, uh, the customer for it at all but they're just learning, you know, they get to ask questions, the guys stop and explain stuff to them. And because there's a third guy there, it's not really making the customer pay any more money. It's usually cheaper. So, and I've never had a client, you know, balk at that at all. That's funny you say it that way, Mike. It's like a, 
It is like a football team. I say that all the time. I'm kind of like the general manager, Brad's the head coach, and then he's got a whole team under him and having the right guys on a job. So same thing. If a new guy goes with a great guy, that a Tom Brady kind of guy, he's going to learn the right way to do it. And, and going, going forward, he's going to have all those skills and the knowledge from those those older guys that have been there. We have guys that have been moving for, what, 15, 20 years now. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Not all with us, obviously, but it's, it's wild to see how good they are. And again, if you've got a quarterback like that, then these new guys can kind of come in and learn what's going on. And it's, it, it works out really well. What's the what's the hardest thing to move like on a consistent basis? Is it like oblong couches? Piano? You always hear pianos. I feel like that's yeah. a stereotypical. Like the most pain thing to move. You know, people want to move their crystal chandeliers when they leave a house, and you have to hire an electrician, build a box for it to actual hang in with a foot clearance on all four sides, and then individually wrap every <laughs> piece of crystal, and then uh, wire tie it off to all the sides to make sure that it doesn't drift too much in the box and then fill it so it probably takes two or three hours just to pack one large crystal chandelier we had one lady who had four that had been in her family since 1825 that they bought in switzerland so that's when they invented chandeliers (laughs) it's crazy they got the first four and we had to move (laughs) what's what's the craziest moving story what, I know you what, guys got into yeah, the ball, dude. It's like, like <laughs> what level are we rated R, <laughs> X? Where are we going with this, man? I can. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't really care. I just want to like know the craziest, the craziest I mean, thing to have ever happened. The the hoarder and the preserve. That was a that was a tough move. Hail plantation. I mean, do you know what a thirty yard construction dumpster looks like? So mm-hmm. we went through sixteen of those, clearing stuff out with snow shovels and wheelbarrows no way 16 yeah Yeah. it was nuts he had had you know every newspaper since 1992 and so they had a water leak in their house but no plumber could come in to fix it so we had to clear everything out guy was retired military retired uf professor his wife was you know it was retired shans and they had to get a reverse mortgage on their house because of their spending habits so just to pay off credit cards. You, you can, yeah, that was That, was, that was crazy. Just we were there for a week and a half clearing stuff out and beautiful house, probably, you know, $500,000 house in the preserve, but they couldn't live in it at all. all right, there, so There's paths, you know, chest high in some of the rooms. So my next question then is like, how, like, how do you quote something like that? Because like we're, I mean, we're in the service business too, right? We're in the service business and like there's so many times, like we'll work on a scooter and you can like, ah, it's probably this and that. But there's times where you like, you just gotta like figure it out yeah. and you just gotta like spend the time and dive in. Like, are you just like, hey man, whatever the time is, like yeah. this is the labor rate Straight and this is what's gonna yeah, go. Like, I mean, huge jobs like that or if you equate it to something, you know, more modern, we're doing those two big school projects. We just quoted it per man hour. I mean, hey guys, you guys are gonna make 17 change orders during the process of this move. We're just gonna charge you per man hour, no no change order like charges, but whatever you keep changing it to and creating more time on here is gonna cost you more. So it's kind of, this is what it's gonna cost per guy, we'll have this many guys per day, and we'll work until we get it done. And I, a lot of the companies really appreciate that. I moved to sex doll once. <laughs> uh, proud moment or what? No, I mean, we, we got a call. I didn't know. They didn't say it till I got there. It was way back, way before Brad and everybody. And me and my buddy Mark just went and got there. And we 
had to move it into a box and we saw it and that was it. Was that the only thing they asked to <laughs> move? That was the only like, thing. Hey, I need you to move my sex doll. It was to move it into a box so some company could, shipping company, come, come pick it up. And I didn't know there was a market for used sex dolls, but, or maybe he was returning it. I don't know what happened, but, <laughs> but that, was the, that, was the, that was the story on that. Uh, you can take that out if you want. I just I say no, I say no, what I say what I say what happens there. You can. You asked for the crate and now they're quiet. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> that happens sometimes. I'm yeah, we moved a client one time that had a more than life size nude portrait of himself on the wall. In his dining room. <laughs> That's a better story. First, first, thing we did, first thing we did is like take the painting and turn it around so right. you guys didn't have to look at it every time they came right. in and out. I remember that story. That was yeah. a nerd. But in his, in his yeah. dining room. Dining room. He liked to look at that while he ate. Sex toy suction cup oh, to the wall in the shower. It's just... Too far. So uh, <laughs> too Way <laughs> too far. Next uh, next topic. Fun. <laughs> All right, hey, keep, keep going. It's your show. <laughs> I'll, I'll dig uh, myself a hole. I mean, so where so where are you guys headed? Like, what is you know what does business look like? I mean, it, let's start with 2020. You know, what does the rest of this year look like? Is everything going to be good after the craziness? Yeah, the craziness. And, I and hope. then like, what's you know what is a five year plan for you guys? Dude, it's funny that you mentioned Rich and and I didn't know that until I got on here, but he's been one of my biggest mentors for sure. And it's nice to you know I used Rich to, Blazer. Oh, absolutely, Rich Blazer. Blazer. I used to call him all the time, and I'd be like, Rich, what do I do about this? This is crazy. This is tough. I don't know how to expand this way. And he would always give me, and I feel like I always asked him for help when I had problems. And it was nice like a month or two ago to call him and be like, Rich, I'm doing awesome. We're doing great. Thank you so much. So this is the best we've ever been. The best guys, the best staff, the best support, the best ideas. And we're just, we're really doing great. And it feels like all the years of everything we planted has come to fruition. And and it really feels good to be where we're at right now. And then moving forward, we're just going to keep getting better with you know, more quality guys doing the moving. It's a big circle and, and great moves and great relationships with all the people that know who's moving and when and just uh, just keep being there and doing a great job for the community moving because it's not fun. We've talked about that a 10 times and it's never going to be fun moving. So it's been real good to really feel like all this hard work that Brad and I and the whole office and every guy, you know, we've had probably a thousand guys in 13 years, you know, really for it all to just kind of, come to fruition and really feel good about every day that we're doing everything right and really a solid solid moving company in Gainesville yeah I mean we want to keep getting more and more of the market share you know push some competitors out make sure that we raise the bar on everything in town and you know I think we're killing the referral market right now where all the right realtors send us almost all their clients and uh, it's kind of the way we want it we want to go in and they don't have two choices they have one choice they're gonna get go with us because it's a no-brainer it's a few i mean there's some really cool things that i've done you know brad and i together have decided like we're not going to collect any money until we've done a good job we don't take a credit card to hold your move you can cancel change your move at any time so it's the exact opposite of what this moving cliche company about in the last whoever i don't know how long moving has been around but forever you know and, and has that ever burned you though it hasn't. It really yeah. hasn't. You know, I mean, there's some people who cancel on us at the last minute. Yeah, but it's but like, that's not. I'm not. Nobody's uh, ever. But I mean, after like years. you move somebody, no, you're like, hey, never. don't pay us. No, until. no, never, never, never once has never. anyone ever done that to us. No yeah. chance. It's just not the way it would be. I mean, it just that would be crazy. But it's never happened, and I hope it never does. But 
if you think about it, right, I always say, you know, the ball's in your court, however much you want us to work. And if it's super easy and it goes quick and great, and we've got to prove it to earn your money. And that's the way I think business should be. And it's nice, right? I mean, it's, it's part of the, my mantra of how to treat people and deal with business and just do everything right and it all works out. Does that speak to the process or, I mean, like, I'm kind of interested to know, especially if it's a straight time situation, how often are you communicating with the customer? Hey, this is where we're at. Hey, this is where we're at. So there's no surprises. So we, we've trained our crew leaders to do that. So they kind of go through the whole time, the walk through. So the way we work is the guys get there, they walk through the house. Yep. This is going to take a little bit to wrap. Hopefully I'm dead on with my estimate usually. And they're okay. Yeah, that's exactly what Brad said. When Brad walked through, he said this. So you know, it's been a little bit harder now that we've been doing virtual estimates, and I'm trying not to go into people's houses as much. Um, but if they show me all the right pictures and they show me the right video sequence when they're walking through their house, FaceTime, just taking videos, if I'm just looking at Zillow pictures, um, that they've told me, don't forget about our attic with 700 boxes in it, you know, and you account for that so there's no surprises on move day. So we've still done, you know, really well with almost no surprises ever. So no one likes, the guys don't like surprises when they get there. The, the customers definitely don't like surprises at the end of the move when their move is three hours longer than we said it was gonna be. So we try to be as upfront and honest uh, as we can. And, and maybe we book less moves because of that, because other moving companies try to trick them into it. They'll say, oh, this is gonna be four hours, but they don't tell them about all the hidden fees and ends up taking seven plus their hidden fees. They're $1,000 more than we would have been with my honest quote in the first place, so. And it goes the other way too, which is nice, where if they do more, it costs less. So we tell people all the time, sell some stuff, you know, get rid of stuff. Yeah. If, you, you know, if you're moving, don't take as much. If you want, pack more of your stuff, get it easy, get it ready for us if you want, you know, so it goes the other way. If they only have two hours of work, that's all they pay for, you know, so it's nice to be able to do it that way where we can help if they need the whole thing or if they only want a little tiny part of the move, we can come do that as well. Yeah. Packing's probably the place they can save the most money and- I'll book it all the time where I'll pencil them in the day before and say, you know what, if you get everything done that you say you're going to get done, then call and cancel this. There's no penalty. But if life happens and you don't get as much done, it's much better to have us come in, help you finish packing the day before than to have the full crew in the truck at full freight while we're packing your china up. You know what I mean? So we kind of give them an option to save them money all the time. Any horror stories? No. I'm just not from a customer standpoint. I'm like, I'm just, if, it, let me, I'll put it this way. If I owned a moving company, um, the chances of somebody's truck being completely totaled with all of their furniture in it are a high probability. <laughs> it's just like Murphy's Law. Like, I'm like, look at that. Like, that's, that's definitely happening to me. We, we had one truck on the way from a pickup to a drop off that, um, caught on fire but luckily the fire department put it out before it got to the box okay <laughs> but that was the closest we've gotten to anything any, disastrous any total like loss that? type of stuff okay. like that. that's good i've driven by a penske truck that was like in half in the back like somebody rented it driving totaled it i mean that was that oh was yeah tons of the load swaps that was nuts people hit low tree branches going 80 and it just peels the top like a can oh man or um hit a low overpass, overpass. and just peel the top off their truck and their stuff is totaled everywhere yeah so, and then we go to try to swap it out and we're like i'm not sure what you want me to put. Just pile all this junk in their new truck yeah. and sorry uh yeah 
Well, it's good that you guys haven't had any. No, nothing, nothing. Crazy, nothing. crazy well, disasters. You know, Hopefully, that doesn't we, mean you're due. We work for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we also work for a couple for, for disaster yes. companies, restoration companies, and we'll go in and see, you know, people whose house got hit by a tree, and it, you know, there's a tree limbs on their couch, and we have to go in and help them get all the stuff out and and fix it all. While the, while the house gets fixed. So, you know, we do a lot of that stuff where you see people's houses flooded. They went away for the weekend and had a hair le- hairline water leak and came back to mold and uh. water everywhere or two feet of water in the house. So it's definitely happens more than you think with that kind of stuff. We try to stay in our lane. I mean, like I said, our main goal is safety, safety, safety of the guys, of the customer. We want to move to be in a, a safe amount of time, four or five, six hours if possible, the right amount of guys you know, not driving too much. We don't, you know, we don't do a lot of stuff. You know, we go when we need to, but not too far. So it's it's much safer, I, I feel like, locally too. When you start driving on the interstate yeah. all over the place, we go yeah, all over Florida and we go far, but it's, we safety, you know, put the guys up in hotels. We're never telling them to drive crazy, you know, that kind of stuff always. Yeah. Hey, talk about workers' comp rates. You know, we've been accident-free for a while and, uh, you know, our, our rating's a point six right now. So if you look at- That's it, good. Yeah, you know- <laughs> Most moving companies are around a 1.5 to 2, and you know if you're over a 1, you have to go with the PPO company because they can get you a better rate, and we got $20,000 rebate last year on our workers' comp with the dividend program we're in. So yeah, what's that awesome. like? Yeah. <laughs> Never had that before. It's been, uh, our cost of oil has gone we, up. We, we, safety, safety, safety. We don't want to do it. If you feel like it's unsafe, we're not moving it. I'll apologize to the people. I'm just being like, hey, we can't move you can't move this item it's not going to work dang right on so i mean a minute ago you said that you were doing like estimates like virtually mm-hmm. right like so one of the things that's kind of come up in our coronavirus sessions you know that we've been doing is you know what's what's gonna stick once this craziness mm-hmm. <laughs> is all over, right? Like, I mean, is that something that That's sticks for you, it's or a, it's definitely a time saver for me? You know, I don't. If if especially if they don't need packing help, I can't see from pictures in Zillow what you have in your cabinets and what's hidden in the closets and what's in the shed out back because no one ever puts their messy shed or their garage on Zillow, on, right? But I know what all your furniture looks like, and if, especially one of the most common ways people ask us to move them is. They're moving in town. They have an overlap. We're going to move all our boxes, all our end tables and chairs. We just want you to come move the heavy stuff. And if that's the case, it is super easy to do from those pictures. And they'll be like, but ignore the blue couch and the tan bedroom set because we're getting rid of those. Perfect. I won't include those in the estimate. And the guys go in. And if it's exactly like they said it was, then it goes 100% as planned or faster usually. So I mean, that's like taking it up a level when it comes in like into the efficiency yeah, of the uh, business, yeah. right? I've been like, trying I mean, to do that for, and, and for people years. Are, people are impressed. They call and they say, I need an estimate. What's your plan? Okay, what's your address? And they, they pull, I pull it up and I said, well, where are you standing in your house right now? They're like, <laughs> I'm like, let's go to the foyer. And I started asking about the furniture. They're like, wow, you know, th- I thought I was gonna have to wait two weeks for you to come out and do the estimate, send it to them 10 minutes later. And which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. You know, it, so, I mean, do you think- the iron's hot. For sure. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, a lot of people right now, they're like, oh, like they completely understand. They're like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Like, I mean, but two months from now, six months from now, whenever things kind of like really get back to normal, like, are you going back to the houses again? Or do you think that's gonna stick? I still go to some houses. If they need, 
you know, a lot of older people don't understand how that works <laughs> and they want you to come out because they're old school and I'm fine with that. So we kind of adapt. It's to been whatever. very few though. He hasn't gone to too many. I, I, I don't think, I mean, and it's, and it's honestly, I like it better this way. Brad will tell you he likes being at their house when he can for the camaraderie from the yeah, people like people like him. So it's good. You, you know, get that personal uh, interaction and bonding that you, that I think helps us book more moves. Um, but I've been asking for virtual estimates for him to do it for a long time. And he was always like, no, 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 look at I'm, I'm, it's great to go meet the, it is hundred percent. It definitely don't book the same percentage. If I go out to the house, I'm about 90%. Right. So, uh, so that that's gone down. Yes. Tiny, tiny. Because bit. then it's numbers to numbers. Right. And there's no relationship. So they, if they see why I'm better yeah. and I can interact with them, then I'm a higher booking percentage. See, that's the stuff that's super interesting to me. But that's you know, it. if it's, Ask they're just questions. looking at a number to a number, right. and then you know they're going to go with the lower price, even though they have no idea that this exactly. other guy looks like a scumbag, or you know, yeah. because it, you can't tell. Well, it's you know, again, like I, 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 that this is what is going to be super interesting when we start to get past a lot of this and things start to go back to normal. Yeah. Because you know, one of the things that we've talked about, like we've we've had some success with. Um, you know, with some e-signature, you know, doing doing sales electronically, like, hey, like pick out the scooter you want, we'll do, you know, we do all the paperwork electronically, we can deliver it to you, mm-hmm. but you know, is there, like, are we gonna be as successful building that relationship virtually than if the customer's in our showroom and we're meeting yeah, them face to face? you have a whole vibe to your right, showroom exactly. that's like anything else these probably, these people have ever been in right. a shopping experience with, so is it worth losing that? Yeah. I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. It's a tough balance, because I think on, on one hand, it's like, how many jobs do you have to win at an 80% rate? Right, you know. Uh, versus, you know, yeah, you can get this one at a 90% rate, but you're not gonna get as many. Um, you know, that, that importance of building the relationship is good from us in a sales perspective, because we know they're buying from us, but we're also servicing right. it. And we've said a lot of times, like, one of the problems, the pain points is servicing people's scooters that didn't purchase from us is they don't have that relationship mm-hmm. with us, so they're not gonna give us the benefit of the doubt if something goes wrong. They don't know how honest we try to run our company, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that relationship is important, but I also know that if if I'm here at the showroom, I can sell one scooter um, an hour because of the 45 minutes it takes me to talk to the family, to talk them into the scooter, right. and then close the paperwork. But if I'm sitting here remotely, I can have five conversations going at a time, and maybe my close percentage is lower because, you know, I don't. I don't get to build that face-to-face relationship, yeah. but I'm probably making more money for the company. Sure. So I mean, it's a trade-off. Factor in me driving from. We were just up the road from you guys to Oakmont and back, but I can probably do six virtual estimates in the same time it took me to do that one. So, yeah. and I exactly what you're saying. It's going to be a balance for sure. Like when he, when Brad feels like he can go and it's going to be a big enough move, or they really want that, I think it's worth going. If not, I really think it's it's the way everything is going. I mean, texting, we text a lot more with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it makes more sense, you know? And so like Brad will say, well, certainly a grandma's not texting, my grandma's not texting, but these, you know, college kids, that's how they'd rather communicate. So They don't talk to us at all. Right. They want to answer their phone. Voicemail's not set up. No. Yep. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. Like we, we we can adapt to anything. Brad's cell phone is at the top of our website right now. If they want, it says text for info. You know, whatever whatever means necessary to make sure that they're comfortable, and we are too to to make sure it's a safe good move. So, are you still in that like straight up hustler mode though, or are you receiving that text at ten o'clock at night and being like, I'm yeah, going to respond tomorrow. to this tomorrow? I, mean, my, <laughs> I don't I don't get texts after eight usually you know, okay. unless it's 
my mom, Jordan, my <laughs> wife, something like that. So we're. Uh, but it's usually pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, that, we still do load swaps every once in a while, so Brad will still get those. I mean, we're definitely not hustling as much as I was back in the day when 6 a.m. I'd wake up and go do a load swap, you know? So, yeah. but but we're still, I mean, if I'm up and somebody messages in and I'm, You're you know, I'll answer, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, but I'm not, we, we have a really good get back to them policy too. We have an answering service for the few hours we're not in there and it's it's worked out really well. It's good. So we got to wrap up in a minute, but before we do, like, I want to ask a question, you know, I mean, obviously being a very Gainesville based podcast, like where do you guys feel Gainesville is, is missing its potential? Like what can, what can we do better as a, as a community to really build up our small businesses? Man, I don't know. I, I love Gainesville. I think it's doing great. I live downtown. I have, it's a great community. All the businesses. I mean, I had lunch at Flacco's today. I mean, it's, it's it feels good. I I don't know. I mean, I really don't know how to answer yeah, that honestly. Having the highest utility rates for commercial business, you know, commercial customers in the state definitely is not a big welcome for new businesses to come in. But but we're all used to <laughs> Brad's it. Brad's right? a little more political than me. No, nah, dude. I mean, like <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I messaged I messaged Mike and I'm like I'm like yo I'm like our utility bill was down six hundred dollars this month because because we were I mean we still had a like it was still like five hundred bucks. But it was yeah. it was down because yeah. we've been closed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so excited that our utility <laughs> bill. I'm so I'm like I'm like, but how do we spend 500 bucks when there was nobody there? Yeah, I mean I'm a big local guy. I don't buy anything far away except for Amazon once in a while. I mean I think supporting. I'm once a big in a while. <laughs> farmers <laughs> farmers markets. You know, going shopping. I shop at Play It Again Sports for sports stuff, golf stuff. You know, I think supporting local businesses for sure. I mean, Rich's wife, Carissa, I grew up with, she has pure aesthetics. I go there, get you know, my face done every once in a while, a little, make, <laughs> make myself prettier, nice. you know? And I mean, nice. just, just going to all my, you know, a lot of my friends are small business guys and just when you need something, you use them. And I feel like Gainesville's pretty good at yeah, that. I think with this whole thing that we've risen up and really supported small businesses in town, you know, the restaurants, the the nonprofits that really needed it, we're, everyone I think really stepped up. I mean, I'm on the board of a couple nonprofits and, the community support's been awesome for us. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, it's that's been really cool to see is everybody kind of come together through this, so. 100%. Um, that's no surprise, because I mean, that's one of the things that's been consistent in the Gainesville community for a long time. Uh, but I am interested in the stuff like you said, because I, I, I tend to be the one of the two of us that gets political about the stuff like that. And, and I'm not afraid to talk about it, even though it's his podcast. But, <laughs> but, that is, but that is a problem. And what you said, I mean, one of the missions of this podcast is to attract businesses to Gainesville. Yeah. And taxes, yeah. utility rates. That stuff matters. Ho- hoops to jump through for building industry. I mean, those are all things that we definitely could do better at, mm-hmm. you know, but and it's I can't. Right I can't wait to talk about mulch in the skate park one day. <laughs> oh, man, do not get me started on mulch in the skate park. Oh man, <laughs> we're not gonna have time for that today. <laughs> I said one day. Oh, but what a disaster. Yeah. Um, so this has been a lot of fun. Awesome. I, th- dude. I think this was a good. This was a good like get back to back, it. Get back to it episode. I mean, we had a, we touched on a variety of different topics, so it was great. Um, why don't you tell our audience where they can connect with you if they want to hire you? Like, where's the best place to go? Where's the best place to call? Sure. We'll end there. Yeah, I'll let Brad answer that. I just want to say thanks a lot for having us. We had a great time. I had a great time, and Brad will tell you where to where to contact. Yeah, us. yeah. just go to our website. Um, www.ufmoverguys.com is the easiest way. There's or Google UF Mover Guys. You can connect to us through Google Messaging or text me from the website or put in an information request to you, whatever works best for you. 
Awesome. Or call us. Yeah, what's the phone number? Rock and roll. 352-415-0886. There you go, Gainesville world, everybody. Uh, you guys, thanks so much for coming on our show. This was a lot of fun. Uh, listening, listening audience, you know, we appreciate you guys, your support so much. If you guys haven't checked out the coronavirus sessions, be sure to do that. This is something that we've been doing every weekday um, at noon you know, approximately a half hour, um, really just kind of touching how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating uh, the impact of COVID-19. Um, I know it's gonna come up on the studio sessions as well, you know, but but those were nice, like really bite-sized chunks to kind of get in there to see how everybody's really, you know, navigating this thing. Um, and of course, you know, we would appreciate your support. Definitely, like, the best thing you could do for us right now, if you're listening, is just go leave us a review. Leave us a review and let everybody know what you think of our podcast. Share it with a friend. Help us, con- you know, contribute to this mission that we have to serve Gainesville and to really build up this community um, and to highlight amazing businesses like these guys. So, world, this is the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. 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 There it is. <laughs> we will see you later. Bye. <laughs>